Now, as I said at the beginning of uh, our service, that uh, by God's grace, I'll be bringing God's word. For those who are joining us uh, for the first time, um, just to let you know that us as a church, this year, 2023, has a particular focus on prayer. And from today, and over the next three Sundays, God willing, we will specifically be looking at uh, this passage we just read. But in particular, the last four verses. And so, those four verses, as you can see, the last ones, open with uh, a prayer request from this missionary and a pioneer by the name of Paul is uh, making a plea, a request for prayer. And then at the end of that passage, he himself also offering a prayer to these uh, people. But for today, we want to focus on verse 30, which I want to read again. Verse 30. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Let us pray. Father, you are here, and you have been speaking to us already. And now as we turn to the proclamation of your word, would you speak to our heart by the power of your spirit, that we may leave this place not the same way we came in. Encourage us challenge us, equip us, rebuke us, train us, build us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This beautiful town we live in, St. Andrews, is famously known as, you can see what is coming on the screen, the home of golf. Many of you play golf. Some of us find it boring. <laughs> Others will just want to go and carry those clubs and be a caddy. And when we have the opening here, it is buzzing. But this week, as I've been reflecting on this passage and looking at where the church is at the moment, I'm just wondering whether what will be the difference if St. Andrews was also to be known as the home of wrestling. <laughs> what a difference it would make. 
Who's going to join in wrestling? Are you ready to make the training for that? Maybe all those who are recycled teenagers are saying, I will leave that to these youngsters, not us. But if St. Andrews is not known as also as the home of wrestling, maybe our church can be known amongst many other things we are known as a, a church of wrestlers. Why? I think because one of uh, Paul's favorite sport is not golf, I'm afraid. It's not football, maybe. We wish we could ask him. But I think he is wrestling. Wrestling. I'm not just talking about wrestling like the one with that ring we saw. But this is about, as we can see on the screen, is wrestling in prayer. That verse 30, which we just read, he is pleading to this Christian that he hasn't yet met, Christians in Rome, he's saying to them, join me in my struggle by praying. He's depicting prayer not just as a time for comfort, reflection, or making prayers, or sometime sending an emoji that goes like this, when sometime, well, many others are very faithful. I know particular someone who really pray for us faithfully. But others, they just send this one, that's it. But is depicting prayer here as a form of spiritual conflict crucial to his ministry or to his mission. He's making an call not for a, a casual or laid back or even easygoing prayer, but for a fighting, struggling, striving, wrestling. And that word struggle there, some of your version can say strive, is basically agonizing. Join me. He said, in my wrestling, in prayer, so that uh, what I am intending to do, I am intending to go to Spain to evangelize. But before I get there, I want first of all to go to Jerusalem to drop this offering. The challenge is for me going here. But I'm hoping that when you stand with me in my struggle, I will go there, and after that, on my way to Spain, I might have a stop in Rome, which I have been longing to see you. Join me in my struggle. I have a mission. I've been commissioned. I have to fulfill this. 
That word struggling, what, which is there, is basically a word of conflict or, or, or athletic competition, which uh, the athlete has to give his best. It suggests that it's something that releases an intense energy of praying, a really praying, according to Paul here, include an element of struggle, discipline, work, spiritual agonizing against all the things that we shall hear soon. That is to say, friends, as we're sitting here, prayer is part of the Christian struggle. Someone say, it is the gymnasium of our soul. And so the call this morning for all of us to hear, would we stand together each other? Some of you students are leaving so that you can go knowing there is someone in St. Andrews who is wrestling with me in my struggle in prayer. And as you go to, you can, we too can say, those who have gone from here, they are also wrestling with us in our struggle in prayer so that we are not alone. We stand together. A call for partnership and mission to wrestle together. Well, Paul is saying, I'm calling you to get involved in this wonderful sport of wrestling in prayer. I myself know how to wrestle in prayer. Without going into detail, if you come with me to another book where he is praying like that, you'll find how he himself He's not someone who speaks and just leaves things like that, but he does. For instance, in the Colossians, uh, in chapter 1, and he hasn't yet also met this Christian. He did not found, find this church at Coloss, but uh, he is wrestling in prayer as he endeavors. In chapter 1 of Colossians, um, uh, uh, of Colossians verse uh, 29, he said, I can begin from verse 28, he is one we proclaim, he's talking about Christ, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend, but that word also means struggling or agonizing, for you, with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Verse 1 of chapter 2. I want you to know how hard I am struggling for you and for those in Laodicea. He's praying, he's wrestling. Interesting, at this time when he's writing this piece of a, a scripture, Colossian, he is in a rented house where he is not able to go beyond the walls of that. 
But even those circumstances as he's confined, he's in prison, he's confined there, that did not prevent him from wrestling in prayer. But Paul, like teaching others, he has also disciples. Epaphras, in the same book, come with me to chapter 4, verse 12 to 13. He's talking about this man, and probably is the founder of that church. And he is with him in the rented house at this time. He is watching him, what he does. And he's saying in chapter 4, verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, and a servant of Christ Jesus, send greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer. The word there is the same word for Romans 15, which we read. He's struggling in prayer for you always, so that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and be assured. And he says, I can vouch, he's working hard. Prayer is a hard work. It needed to release that intense of energy. And look what he's saying. He wanted these people to stand firm because at that time, there were philosophies that were trying to come and divert the Christian so that they cannot live the, 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 the fullness of their Christian life. In my note here, I said, If each one of us today put as much concern and enthusiasm into our praying as we do in our sport, who knows, maybe we would see revival. Wrestling in prayer, friends. I don't want to go too much into detail, but what Paul and Epaphras is, are doing they are also emulating Jesus Christ. He too, in agony, was praying. The more he has the agony, the more he prayed. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Now, wrestling in prayer, let me say, it is a kind of prayer that is often overlooked much particularly in our Western culture. And the reason is this. It's because it has to do with the business of spiritual worth, which many of us in the West don't take seriously. But you should ask missionaries, ask other people who have faced the reality. They will tell you, the spiritual warfare is real. Now let me take you to maybe two rings of wrestling. We call it a ring, isn't it? When the wrestler goes and fights against somebody else. So ring number one, whether you like it or not, we are wrestling against many of our enemies. Now, the Bible says we don't fight against the flesh and blood. It's not about people. But we are wrestling against many a time 
our old self. And with all its prompting, you look at uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 14, 25, I'm not going to read that. There is an inner struggle between the old self and the new life in Christ. We struggle. In fact, that is, uh, it looks like a, a lifelong struggle of Christians. When I was in Kenya, this famous professor came from here. He came from um, Aberdeen and came to speak to us. And he, I mean, he was really revered in Africa. And I'm, I'm sure in, 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 in the world as well, the, the late Owen Marshall. And we never met him, but the books, my goodness, were like. And so he came to speak. And as he stood in the platform, and he said, and I'll never forget, I've been following the Lord for many years. You can see my age. But I still realize time and again, I am still a sinner. He is saved, but he realizes he's still struggling, fighting, wrestling, striving against the, not only all the self, but also against the sin. Whether sin in him or sin around him. Hebrews 12 verse 4 tells us, you have not yet wrestled, it's the same word, you have not wrestled against the sin until you have to, to, to be in a place where you begin to sweat, kind of like a blood dropping. We struggle against the self, against the sin, that hinder many a time our prayer lives, but also against unbelief. As you're looking at this father in the Bible, who in the middle of the prayer is asking the Lord to heal his son, and he's saying, yes, I know you can do it, I believe, but oh, help me overcome my unbelief. Many a time we are caught up with, do I really believe this? Against the unbelief. Against the various distractions. It could be a tele that rob your time for prayer. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7 says, the end of time is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and sober so that you can be able to give yourself to prayer. How many times we are fighting for all this, against all this distraction so that we can focus. Even in the middle of the praying, your mind can still be going here and there. So we are fighting in order to reach a point where we are really praying. It's, it's a really wrestling. What about Satan and demonic powers and principalities or cosmic powers? Friends, if we are sitting, you think, 
But Satan is one of those guys who knows that his time is very short and he wants to capitalize and maximize his time. And so many a time he comes to us against to hinder us. And these demonic powers, they may many a time throw in our midst a whole dose either of guilt so that in all your life, even when you have said sorry to the Lord, Lord forgive me, you still carry the heavy guilt. It still brings things like despair where you look at the mirror, you don't accept yourself. You are in inflicted with a low esteem of yourself. And you say, I don't like myself. In fact, no one likes me. No one wants me. He can unload to us all the doors of shame and deception, failure. You're just saying, I'm a rubbish. Everything seeks to destroy us. In fact, maybe you think this is not real. Where I come from, they are witch, 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 witches. I don't know whether in, in Scotland they are witches. But they are. There are a lot going on in the spiritual realm. The other day, my dear friend, Paulus, won't name, we were somewhere, someone telling us that there is a psyche who he just make like a 2K on a night, gather many folks so that they can tell them about their future. And we said with Paulus, we are in a wrong job. <laughs> but it's the serious stuff. People who are getting involved in demonic places. And the, the, the evil trying to, to, to pump all these things, even philosophy, even in the government. And sometimes we may not be aware that I don't know what is the stronghold of this place. Who, who is holding the principality of St. Andrews? You remember the story of Daniel, he's praying, and the angel comes, but the prince of Persia is fighting against. What's the prince of St. Andrews? Maybe in the street you live, you may not be aware of this. We may not, but these are real. Where is inflicting the trend? Trend, some things like uh, this becoming a casual. If you don't look sexy, then you are not a person. Particularly for the younger ones. We have passed all that age anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the pressure some of you have, it's, it's unbelievable. Caught up in pornography, in masturbation. You, you, can't, you can't help uh, to get out of this. Whenever you look at your phone, you are there. On your own. Rise of occult. Rise of sorts of darkness, of spiritual powers. But let me say also, not only the temptation we are against, but even to enter heaven, 
I was struck to get into the, the communion and, and, and fellowship of the Lord. Luke chapter 13 verse 24 say, you know, strive to enter the narrow gate. The same word, agonize, make every effort. Ring number two. We fight or we wrestle with God. Now, I'm not saying that God is seen here as our enemy that we should fight against or that we have to fight and win him in order to get what we want. But we fight we wrestle with the Lord in a sense that we are saying, you are our only hope. Apart from you, there is no one. I will stay in prayer, wrestling, until you bless me. I want to get hold of you. Putting the same intensity that the athlete, the wrestler can put into his wrestling. This is not a casual, but this is uh, something of uh, earnestness. I wish I had the time to bring some of the people who have been wrestling with the Lord. Someone like Moses, someone like Hannah, wanting a child desperately. The greater the burden is in our lives, the intense our wrestling become against or with God. But what do we make of it? Let me bring you two practical applications. Number one, whether you are wrestling already, or today you are hearing this call afresh or for the first time and you want to join in wrestling. Please know this, that in a wrestling match, there may be what we can call faint, many faints. You getting what I'm trying to say? The faint, when you, you are wrestling and you can faint. Is that the word? That's what I have in mind, just in case it's not coming the way I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing it. There can be many faints. There can be many grips. There can be many throws. There can be many punches, many falls, before the victor pins his opponent. Even the winner himself or herself may emerge tired, sore, bathed in sweat. That is to say, as we live now in a modern culture where everything is instant, it doesn't work like that with the Christian life. The Christian life is a battle. And sometimes we can have a knock. We can have some falls. We can be buffered in sweat. 
Keep on contending. Keep on wrestling. Keep on fighting. Keep on boxing. And sometimes even boxing, what Paul calls the wild beast. Keep on fighting the good fight. No, friends. In Christ, we are strong, but also his Holy Spirit gives us the grace to know this, that Christ himself said, we are conquerors. That is to say, that should be our eye end. We should have our eyes on the end that I am a conqueror. No matter what I go through now, the battle may be strong, but so the conquering savior is stronger. He will help me. I can arise victorious. So all conflict, friends, Let's have our eyes on the end. Though our enemy be fierce and many, let us not fear not. Let us not be afraid. You shall stand at the end when your enemy fly away. Do you have some punch already? And you're thinking, I'm being knocked down many a times. And I'm finding it hard to arise. But number two, in the context of prayer for this year, I want to come back to something that my colleague, my dear brother, Paolo shared on Sunday. It's about a fasting. It looks to me that... Uh, one of the way of engaging in wrestling in prayer is to bring fasting in. Because in fasting, we can have this intensity to release energy for prayer. Fasting intensifies prayer. It's just not just a, a, a mere ritual or a Leviat designed to, to make God bend to our need. But actually, it is a spiritual discipline that allows us to have time to concentrate and focus on the Lord. And as we focus, as we have a hunger on our body, physical body, or something we have deprived ourselves, we are saying, Lord, this is much I need you. This is how much we as a couple need you. This is how much we as a group need you. This is how much we as a church need you. I need you, Lord, in my business. I need you in my studies. I need you in my dreams. We need you to act in power. This is how much we need you, Lord to intervene in the lives of those with whom we dine, we have a social life, but who have not yet come to know you. We know they are perishing. This is how much we need you.
We desire you. We long for you. I think one of my favorite biblical character in terms of fasting. By the way, this is not you are going telling everybody, I'm fasting. But this, this is uh, Daniel. Daniel, I like Daniel. In fact, he's not uh, in my age. I won't tell you my age. But you know that. 56. <laughs> Daniel is uh, in his 80s. And yet he has a concern for the well-being of his people, for the welfare of his people. He has a passion for them. And so he deprives himself from, for, for, for food, even putting lotion in his body. My goodness, think about the heat of Babylon. So his skin might have gone. But he's depriving food in the time of festivity where he could have enjoyed the good cookies, but he said, no, I want to seek the Lord for three weeks. And the other thing that rebuked me this week is the story of the disciple in Mark chapter 9, verse 29. They have been commissioned by Jesus to go and cast the demons and do all that. And they went, they did. But uh, somehow when Jesus went to the mountain, they must have relaxed and not have a fellowship with the Lord. And then they are before this boy, unable now to drive out this. And then uh, when Jesus comes and drives uh, out the demons, the disciples say, why did we not? And he said, well, this kind this kind can only come out through prayer. Other manuscripts say prayer and fasting. Friends, they are in our lives something called this kind. You need to identify that. And even in our church, we need to be able to say this kind is disturbing us. What rebuked me there was like, my goodness, they could have done something, but because maybe they just relaxed and they did not have time in prayer, and that uh, robbed Jesus of glory at that time, even when themselves were embarrassed, but also they attracted criticism. Friends, how much the church is in a place, or how much each one of us are in a place where the Lord should have been glorified in us and through us. But somehow, we have just been relaxing. Watch the space. We are going soon as a church to embark perhaps on a time of fasting and prayer. And they're going to be practical way. You can miss a coffee. If you take three cups of coffee, you say, I'm going to take only one. And the other two cups, give the money for a mission. You can miss a meal. We just want to seek the Lord. But let me finish. 
Did you notice two incentives, two motives in that passage, in that verse 30, that Paul say, once you get this, it will motivate you to pray. He say, by the Lord Jesus and by the love of the Spirit, I will bring more detail, God willing, next Sunday. But let me say now that as we go, there is no power that is above the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. But as also we fight, the Holy Spirit empowers us and is able to give love to the people with whom we enter into battle. And in order to say, the language of wrestling in prayer ties with the language of us being Christian soldiers that have the business of going to fight, not against the flesh or the blood, but against the principalities, against all the demonic powers, against all those enemies. And in Christ, who is, has the authority over the entire universe, and by the power of his spirit and the love that he gives in us in order to say, because I love my dear sister, I love my dear brother, with what is going through, I am joining him, I'm joining her in, in his struggle, in her struggle, and I will wrestle, wrestle and wrestle, and I won't have rest until I see the Lord bless us. It's been a long time, in fact, since I came to the UK. We don't sing too much those songs that are soldiers and because of, uh, we are afraid of war. But this is who we are. I've been reminded this week of this wonderful song, Onward, Christian Soldiers. You are a soldier in Christ. To fight, not by your power, but by his power. And we are more than conquerors. If you'd like even to stay at the end, you feel you've been knocked down, you're finding it hard to rise, stay behind. We're going to have a time of prayer. Don't be in a rush. And maybe you're not sleeping. You, you, you try to pin where this comes. You don't know. We're going to have a time of prayer. But in the meantime, may God bless his word. And may he be glorified in all. Amen.